Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. HarperCollins presents... Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson. Neve, Helena, Elle, and Leone, four lifelong friends who also happen to belong to the oldest coven in the United Kingdom. When oracles predict the genocide of all witches, the women must choose where their allegiances lie, with the coven or with each other. The New York Times called Her Majesty's Royal Coven superb and charming. From best-selling author Juno Dawson comes a brand new fantasy trilogy for fans of a discovery of witches or the craft. Out now in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Nicola Coughlin, star of Bridgerton. Her Majesty's Royal Coven, by Juno Dawson. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw from HBO's Sex in the City and apply them to modern life and love. You're joined by Atlantic Titty Juno Dawson and Atlantic Slutty Dylan B. Jones. Hi, Dylan. <laughs> Hi, Juno. Um, How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. I kind of, I don't think this is a good episode, is it? But I still... <laughs> just I, say right, just right the top, in. Dylan. Straight just in. D- meant to tease people. God, people <laughs> turn off now. Oh, they didn't like this one. Because I'll go about my business. But sometimes it's more fun when we don't like it, I think. But That's true. But I was thinking it's nice, and this is why I like season five, because it's just a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> they're all just kind of, they're all just being silly billies. Um, and it's nice that it's bad in just a way that it's just a bit stupid, rather than it being like problematic or like horrible. <laughs> so if you remember, like Cassandra from Greek mythology, when we were discussing season four last year, um, during which time Carrie has aged two years. Yeah. <laughs> That woman turned 34 in season four. That's all I'm saying. But um, I do believe that every show has its beautiful imperial phase where it really peaks and you're at the best of the peak. We knew that after season four, it wasn't quite hitting the same as it was during season two, three, four, which is definitely the pinnacle of Sex and the City. That's not to say there aren't some amazing episodes in season five and six, but in general... The wheels were coming off. And this is such a... I'm reading an amazing book at the moment. Oh my gosh, how quickly we divert from Sex and <laughs> I'm reading a wonderful book at the moment that you can now get in the UK. Um, it's called In Every Generation. Um, it's about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's by the wonderful American journalist Evan Rothschild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And same, same vibe. 
Um, that Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it was all going swimmingly well until they got to season three. Then the cast started falling out. Mm. Joss Whedon is a creep, you know, who tormented everyone, you know. And then I think possibly we're slightly seeing that with season five, which is by then, it was a massive, massive hit show with probably a lot of egos, a lot of pay negotiations. Two of the cast were either pregnant or have have just had children. Mm. It was probably by this point, it was the beginning of the end was already well underway. Also part of it is, I think, just an inescapable thing, which is the viewers just get used to it. Like, it's just not as... Once you get to see a two or fifth season, it's just not as fresh and not as exciting, I guess. Um, Yeah. And slight sherbetting as well, and you see this with the later seasons of Friends as well, which by then the cast know kind of almost what's expected of them. So it be, they become sort of increasingly more sort of stereotypical. And, you know, by the by the last seasons of Friends, you know, you just have the six of them stood around the room with Monica is cleaning, yeah. Joey is stupid, yeah. Ross is nerdy, <sighs> and, it, and it kind of lost any of the kind of the subtleties or shades of grey with the characters. Mm. And and yeah, you're right. This episode in particular is bonkers. You know my theory. As soon as they leave the New island York. of Manhattan, Sex and the City just disintegrates. And this is why I don't like the LA episodes. I don't like the upstate cabin episodes. I definitely don't like Sex and the City too. So yeah, and, and I think Atlantic City, even though it is in New Jersey, I think I think it counts. I'm afraid. Um, yeah. There, there, there is. This, there is some interesting stuff that we will get into. This, there are some things about this episode that I do like. Yeah. But um, yeah, but barking mad. I'm a bit... um, shall we deal with Carrie's slut shaming right well, at the top as well? Well, I haven't done a pot- potted synopsis, but. I'm, oh, okay. We should probably do the potted synopsis. Or should we do the sl- slut shaming first? I'll try and do the potted synopsis, but I'm a little bit stuck, to be honest, okay. because, like, what happened? Like, they, they go to Atlantic <laughs> City. Like, that's kind of all that happens. Um, well done for opening that pot. So, but, so, Samantha's character somewhat progresses. Yes, yeah. So, there's significant stuff with Samantha and Richard. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie has. Uh, Carrie's, like really just wanting to, is thinking about the importance of friendship and like is really wanting to get their friendship group together more, which is insane because they literally have like brunch together and drinks together every week. Um, (laughs) All the time. All the time, famously. Um, uh, Charlotte is struggling a bit with her age. She doesn't like the fact that she's turning Mm -hmm. 36. Um, Six. And yeah, Miranda is um, insecure about her, her weight. So, yeah. Yes, which is a theme that will continue into next week as well. Um, so, yeah, so so now now to the, the trigger warning about, about slut shaming, which um, it turns out that the women, the women of Atlantic City just can't do right for being wrong. This is not a body positive episode. No. Um, at all. Um, Miranda, <laughs> Miranda takes offence, not with a man and calling her overweight, but with the fact that her weight isn't normally this big yeah so, like that's not the point Miranda they shouldn't they shouldn't be criticizing anybody's ass not not just because you've gained some weight and whatever size you are they're not allowed to criticize your ass she also um, is inter- it's really interesting how I mean we know this and we've discussed this at length before but it's really interesting how much times have changed to do with body image and what's considered attractive mm-hmm. in the 90s because I was thinking like when Miranda like walked over to answer the door to carry when she first comes over, mm-hmm. um, and it showed her whole body. Obviously, I think Cynthia Nixon probably put on weight for 
for the role. I thought she looks, she looks. Oh, well, she just, she just had a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, IRL had she? Oh, okay. Um, and I thought. It's oh yeah, in- yeah. So she, so yeah, she, she. The reason Miranda was pregnant was because because Miranda oh, Cynthia Nixon was pregnant. Okay, but yeah, in that in that frame when you saw her whole body, I thought she looked. It's interesting that this storyline is about her being quote unquote fat because she looks how mm. the kind of feminine ideal looks now, like slightly Kim Kardashian-y with like a curvier bum and and yeah. boobs. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was interesting and just shows how arbitrary it all is, really. Well, I mean, because this was, let's not forget, peak, peak 90s with the lollipop head phenomenon, of, yeah. which, of which Sarah Jessica Parker was very much typified with it. If you think of her contemporaries like Terry Hatcher, so thin in New Adventures of Superman, yeah. Lister Flockhart, extraordinarily thin, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Buffy, so skinny. Yeah. It was that whole kind of Atkins, egg white omelettes, mm. you know, the kind of competitive anorexia like on Ally McBeal and Friends, kind of wild, mm. um, really sort of bad, bad times for sort of just for seeing any sort of diversity in bodies. And, you know, and I know I'd read somewhere, you know, previously like Kristen Davis always felt like plus size on Sex and the City. Oh my God. She does have a bit more of a bum. But it's kind of, wow. you know, f- for the day, for 1990s, early noughties, Kristen Davis was considered curvy, which is kind of <laughs> nuts. Um, yeah. But yeah, in that scene, the scene where Charlotte has a metamorphosis and kind of comes in with the dress she's bought in the gift shop. I mean, we've got some really shite language. We've got harlot, slut, yeah. cheap whores, yeah. you know, kind of turning tricks. I'm like, wow. And some shitty like, stuff. Wow. Some, I know. And there are so many big boobs. Yeah. People uh, being boob shamed. That's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> I noticed some shitty like sex worker language as well. Like Carrie was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's where the prostitutes buy it. As in like, you shouldn't buy yeah. it. Charlotte looked fab. I thought. Oh my God. She, I, I love both <laughs> Charlottes. And you know, that that's the thing, which is, you know, that to my mind is, you know, women, we contain multitudes. You know, there are some days that I want to be Jerry Halliwell, the UN years, yeah. where I wear my little black roll neck and tie my hair back and just a tiny lick of mascara. And there are days when I want to be Ginger Spice and I want to wear a flag and ridiculous platform boots. <laughs> and Charlotte can do both without being judged by her friends. Yeah. Which is really worrying. Like, if my friend said I looked like a cheap whore, I would not... Well, actually, I would laugh. Because that, that feels <laughs> like something my friends could well say. But... Um, but they would say no, it knowing. I, I think... They would say it knowingly with like a knowing yeah. wink. Like yeah. I deliberately. That was the look I was going yeah. for. Kind of like, yes, Julia Roberts, come through. Yeah. Kind of wearing my lycra dress with the weird ring holding it. Together. I would yeah. never wear that because, frankly, I'm forty-one years old. But um, <laughs> but um, which is which is the other thread of this storyline. But anyway. That that's the the trigger warning. Said so that that was the woke woke alert. Uh, what did oh we call God. it before? What did we call it before? I'm just like woke that. Charlotte. We called it woke Charlotte. Yeah, so we've gone from having woke Charlotte to woke alert. Um, so um, let's start at the top with Carrie. Um, the question that she has to answer this week is: If the house always wins, why do we gamble? Why gamble? Um, <laughs> yeah, she's. I quite like this exploration of single Carrie. Yeah, I didn't hate her in this episode. Um, no. I liked the hair her. and makeup was oh. wild. But... <laughs> that, that blue eye makeup with 
The, I'm so glad you said that. What the fuck? The, 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 the heavy blue eye makeup with a pink Atlantic City hoodie and that curly hair. I was like, I can't decide if I'm obsessed or if I like, I, did, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> she looked like Bianca Del Rio. I mean, let's just be very clear. The person, you were thinking, God, what does it remind me? Bianca Del Rio is what it reminded you of. It was that level of eye makeup. It was, wasn't it? Um, but so I liked... Not nothing would carry as an accident. So you know that was a choice between Sarah Jessica Parker and the makeup, which is she's in Atlantic City. It's kind of like a nod, I think, to what she perceives as the brassiness. Yes. Of... So there's kind of like a bit of a class issue with that makeup in that it does feel slightly mocking. Yeah, but I I don't know, like, I wrote down part of the reason I liked her in this episode is one of our favourite things about Carrie is she's not a snob. Like, remember with Amelita, she, like, didn't care what people thought. She was like, I'm going to fucking hang out with Amelita, I don't care. Um, and she also, I really liked that, and it reminded me of, like, me and my friends as well. I liked that she really loved the tacky restaurant. She was like, oh my god, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And she likes, she, I like that pre- she appreciates, like, campery and, and like, yes. you know, stuff like that. Um, she always the dresses others... up for an occasion. Yeah, yeah. Um, that fringed top was interesting. There was like wizardry. The silver like... one. Yeah, I was looking closely at her belly, and it. And you it... can, yeah. That that I think that was the idea was that the sheer fabric kind of hung over her baby bump. Yeah, it was quite clever. Oh, quite quite mm-hmm. clever. I thought that one. Yeah. Um... And I like the fact that she has no reservations about going to Atlantic City. You know, in this, I mean, obviously I live in Brighton, which to some people is kind of considered a little bit Atlantic City-ish, but I love, you know, I grew up, my my mum didn't have any money, so we used to do family holidays in Blackpool, which I think is about the nearest thing that we would have to an Atlantic City in the yeah, UK. Yeah, probably, yeah. So I'm very not here for people turning their nerves up at places like Atlantic City. I would love to go to Atlantic City. Yeah, same. And in, in stay at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> and stay at the, which I do really think is really cool. Yeah. Let's go see ZZ Top in the magic carpet rooms. <laughs> yes, Carrie. <laughs> um, two P machines. Love a two P mm-hmm. machine. Oh, I love two penny drop. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I would bet all my thousand pounds on, on one turn of the roulette table, but. Oh, so I was going to ask you. So, for listeners who don't remember, Carrie gets given a thousand pound chip by a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have bet? Would you have bet it, or would you have cashed it straight in? Oh, cashed it! I am. Do you know what? That is one of those things. I'm the least fun person in the world when it comes to gambling. Like it's just, and it's so funny. I was talking. I don't know if this is a working class thing, because I was talking about this with my friend that I went to school with. A shout out to Kerry, a returning guest in my mind, um, and. We were talking about stocks and shares and and how neither of us just get it. Like, because obviously that is just gambling for posh people. And obviously this all ties into things like NFTs and cryptocurrency, <laughs> things which really boring people talk about. And sorry, crypto bros, <laughs> you're boring the shit out of us. Um, not sexy, not sexy. Let's just say it right now. Um, <laughs> and we were just saying there was maybe something about us and the way we were raised, which is, a bird in the hand is worth two NFTs in the bush. You know, (laughs) that that man gave Carrie a thousand pounds. To my mind, that is one Gucci handbag. Yeah. Go. Cash it. Cash it. 
Carrie's not exactly flush, is she? As we've learned in in previous seasons. Um, exactly. She had to borrow a ton of money off Charlotte to buy her flat. Give it to Charlotte. What are you doing? Give that chip to Charlotte. You are worth forty grand. <gasps> Bad continuity. She literally, yeah, she literally just squanders it on the number thirty six. Um, yeah. Oh, and when she says like, uh, "What happens after thirty six And the guy's like, "You fall off the table." Like, yes, we get it. Okay, that's a reference to it. I think I, I see the parallels yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> I, I see what they were doing. I liked, so one of the things I like, let's again stay positive, the things that I like was that kind of her being the absolute driver behind their friendship group. Yeah, which yeah. Which we've seen before, which is, let's face it, these women would not be friends without Carrie. And that's kind of how I've always perceived myself as well, which mm. is, you know, every friendship group needs a planner or an organiser or the little mismotivator kind of to get people together. And as you get older, it gets harder when, and, you know, Miranda's had a kid, you know, kids need babysitters and et cetera, you know, partners, dogs, jobs. It does, as you get older, it becomes harder and harder and harder to kind of plan this stuff. And actually, there have been times where a bit like Carrie at home watching her bad TV you do have that, this is bullshit moment. <laughs> but you mustn't, you mustn't be passive aggressive. You mustn't stay home and whinge about how your friends haven't organised something. You get off your ass and you organise it yourself. And that's how I've always kind of seen my role as well, which is, it is a bit of life admin. But like last week, last week we had a lovely meal out for my birthday at a very beautiful Japanese restaurant in Brighton called Kusaki. Shout out to Kusaki. Gorgeous. Thank you for having us. Oh, it was so beautiful. All plant-based. Absolutely beautiful. Stunning. Um, it really was. Um, and yeah, I did have to do a bit of admin, but it was lovely. You know, getting nine of us around a table, but so, so worth it. And, and as you get older, I think you, you do need that bit of motivation. So I, lo- I loved Carrie kind of pushing to get everyone to Atlantic City and doing all the life admin. And that, that felt true, truthful to me. Mm. And obviously underpinning her urge to get her friends together. Is something that we will explore over the next two episodes as well, which is, is Carrie Lonely? You know, mm. she's had a man in her life for the last four years. You know, she went from big to Aiden, big Aiden. You know, she's she's ricocheted back and forth. And and now, you know, maybe there is an ulterior motive yeah. for her rallying around. I liked the scene on the tram with her and Charlotte where we get the first echoes of like a slightly more bitter carry like the yeah we'll bet on that happening yeah and it was interesting she said there was one brief bit in the voiceover where she said like am i just hiding in my friends um Mm -hmm. when she was talking about dating um but yeah i totally agree like it really makes sense that she was doing the organizing so i remember like was it season one was a season earlier an earlier season she was like sat at home and she was like we all need to go out and when she like made them all go to the gay bar and stuff so like she is Uh the one who organizes it um but yeah, like I'm interested to explore, and I think it does explore it a bit, doesn't it? Like the idea of Carrie being a bit lonely. Um, yeah. And then Berger arrives. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's the gamble I think she refers to with her question, which is obviously we see her getting stood up at the very top of the episode, which is if you play the game, there is a chance you will lose. Yeah. And, you know, after 36 years, she has been hurt. Um, Aiden isn't mentioned, but I think we can probably assume she's still hurting from that big hurt her. Um, 
you know, after a while you do sort of think, God, is it worth it? And I, I had moments like that. Many when, you know, when Facebook cruelly reminds you of the things you've said in the past. You know, I had <laughs> so many moments where I was like, right, that is it. If you see me with a dating app in my hand, you have permission to slap the phone out of my hand because I'm <laughs> done. I'm checked out. I'm finished. You know, men have brought me nothing but trouble. <laughs> but... But that is, that is what Charlotte says, which is, well, welcome to life. Yeah. You know, life is difficult. Life is troublesome. Yeah. It's also quite fun. It's very Carrie to just give up, like, after the after she gets stood up once. Um, oh, but that is, have you ever been stood up? Um, I must have been. I think I have. I have. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Especially when I first came out as trans. With those men mm. who were like, oh, sorry, I just couldn't, I was, I'm not brave enough. Oh, go fuck yourself, I transitioned. Yeah. I've, I've no, do you want to talk about bravery? Christ almighty. Like, oh my goodness, I couldn't be seen in a pub with you. Oh, really? Oh, you I'm scared? the one who's in the pub. <laughs> yeah, me. right, literally, me sat in the pub. And what I used to do is, I always used to be quite specific. So if I was in Brighton, I would always say, right, well, we have to go to the Marlborough. Because if you're going to stun me up, at least I'll be among friends. Oh, yeah, that's the Marlborough. Nice. It's not there anymore, but it was a lovely kind of pub with lots of lovely queer and trans people. It's so. not there anymore. Oh, no, I love it. I've been in there a couple of times. Yeah, it's become, it's become something else called the Actors. It, it's changed hands. I'm, I'm not sure quite what it's like anymore. Oh, but, okay. um, that's Also, I'm married now, so... <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it was... You know, how depressing is it that I almost anticipated being stood up? And it does hurt. So I can see why Carrie would be especially fuming. Yeah. Um, and has decided... Again, it's a, it's a recurring theme through sex and like when Charlotte says, you know, can we be each other's soulmates? And they will be, but then Charlotte has changed her tune because she now says, but I want a man on top of my friends. Yeah. And yes, you don't have to compromise. You can have both. Yeah. Um, should we take a break and then talk about Charlotte being an old man? Let's take a little break. <laughs> Let's do that. We'll be back in two takes. See you in a sec. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, and welcome back to How I Got to Thinking. We are talking about Season 5, Episode 3, Luck Be an Old Lady. Um, we've all chipped off to Atlantic City for the week. Um, Carrie is down in the dumps and has sworn off men forever. Meanwhile, Charlotte and I, I'm very mindful that I do not have a leg to stand on here <laughs> because like Charlotte, I lied about my age for years and years and years. Um, so yeah, what do we think, Dylan? Should we be lying about our age? Smartest thing she's ever done, says Samantha. Well, I, okay, this made me realise I've done it for the first time ever recently my age on uh, I noticed I opened Grinder the other day and noticed that my age is still 29 and I thought um I'm just not going to change that <laughs> I'm going to leave that I think it can stay there for maybe well, a couple of, maybe a couple of years but it's a slippery slope <laughs> well the problem is you can set filters on dating apps and I'll tell you what a lot of people set their filters yeah. to 30 never yeah. mind fucking 36 Carrie it's 30 <laughs> Yeah, try being a gay um, man, Carrie. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean it's well, or, or a woman. I mean, yeah, which, true. I mean, she's it, it's kind of that. That's that. That is kind of if if it were me. Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? Because you know, it always felt when I when I was using dating apps. Now I didn't want to be getting messages from men who were twenty five or thirty years older than me. Mm. But there felt to be something really arbitrary about the age of 30, mm. you know. But but that said, I was wrong because actually, do you know, it wasn't, it was, it was a funny one. Cause I, don't, I mean, I don't know how you feel as a gay man, but for me, there was particularly something about men in their 30s filtering out women in their 30s. So this was like 36, 37, 38-year-old men who had completely you know, taken out the option of dating a woman their own age, which I think is something that's very much kind of set by Hollywood. Where you see like George Clooney dating a 24-year-old or Johnny Depp dating a 24-year-old. I think it's getting better. I think the age gap between the leading man and the leading woman is shrinking. But, and maybe it's something to do with kids as well, which is these men in their 30s, you know, maybe see women in their 20s as being more viable, which is just the most fucking depressing sentence mm. I've ever said. Mm. Well viable, and, viable and fertile. Um, yeah, horrible. Um, I shouldn't... Yeah, I, I, on reflection, I, I probably... Sh I shouldn't have said, like, to carry, try being a gay man, because, thinking about it, um, in I think that... Because the gay community used to be really... Gay male community used to be really associated with ageism. But I think it's got loads better. Yeah. Um, to the point where, like, sometimes being older is, like, a plus because you're, like, a daddy. Um, and that's what a lot of people mm -hmm. are looking for. Um, so there's definitely... It's very... It's it's really nice in a way. Like, it's now changed. And I'm definitely speaking from, like, a white cis privileged perspective here. So I'll preface it with that. But it's... There's sort of something for everyone now. 
on with gay with gay dating yeah. like you're always going to be the chances are you're always going to be someone's cup of tea someone somewhere and um, i think as well as a slight shift yeah and i think you're right. it's a it's a lovely sexy buffet isn't it yeah which is you know you can look to men like christopher maloney or lee pace or pedro pascal who mm. are like well into their sort of 40s 50s and mm. still be like yeah obviously um but I, I just, I think for women, again, there's still that old sort of Amy Schumer, Tina Fey sketch, you know, your last fuckable day, which mm. does seem to come around the age of 36. You know, that was when, when Amy Schumer, you know, was celebrating her last fuckable day. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a hideous double standard. So, I mean, like Samantha tries to pass herself off as 37. I think later on in season six, she's honest about her age, which is kind of where I got to, which is, you know, to, I see this now, and it's been a long time since I've done it. So it came, it stemmed from me, it was to do with my transition, Mm. where I was kind of like, I knew that the industry that I work in, television and publishing, they fetishize younger women. You still yeah. see this, you know, you see you see in trade press, you know, yeah. so-and-so publisher has acquired a book by four-and-a-half-year-old debut author, and you're kind of like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> and there was, particularly when I was coming up, there was a particular sort of hunger from publishers to actually acquire, like, literally teenage YA authors. Yeah, and and you still see that you know you and you see them going on BBC Breakfast to talk about oh my gosh you got a book deal when you were eighteen, and I remember and like a lot know, of the um a lot of the shtick with I'm not saying she's not a good writer because she's mm-hmm. great a lot of the shtick with Sally Rooney's books mm-hmm. was that she oh she's so young and like yeah yeah and so I sort of thought when I came out as trans you know I noticed you know when when journalists as your age you can just say whatever you want yeah. so I think I did I just started show I just basically stuck at 32 yeah and so for the longest time which is when I think I kind of first got published so I sort of stuck I stuck at 32 and just stayed there kind of right and um, which was fine but then obviously it caused problems when I was dating you know I did get called out by my now husband and um, because mm-hmm. again because my tinder was set to 30 I think mm-hmm. and I think when we met I was 36 <laughs> um whoops um so it's kind of you know and it, it only got me into trouble you know he very nearly broke up with me so like I have nobody to blame but myself but now I recognize that by lying about my age for both professional and dating reasons, I was playing along with a patriarchal game. Mm. You know, it was, you know, women shouldn't have to lie about their age. Men need to recognise that women over the age of 36 have value mm. is, is what needs to happen. And so now, you know, you know, I'm I'm very open. But, you know, last year I turned 40 and, you know, just just, just this week turned 41. So it's kind of... You know that's that's how old I am now, and and with it I bring wisdom and experience. Um, you know if if and I would say this to anybody listening, which is if if people don't want to date you or work with you because you're in your late thirties, just fuck them. They're just yeah wrong, and they're just not the sort of people. That. Yeah, they're not the sort of people you'd want in your life anyway. They're idiots. They're yeah. cl- clearly idiots. If if you recognise that experience isn't worth its weight in gold mm. well well maybe the country would be in a better state <laughs> had our leaders looked for experience <laughs> god 
I mean, God knows where that where we're going to be with that when this episode comes out. <laughs> in the you know, let's not talk about politics, oh. Christ. Let's, in the rapidly shifting world of British <laughs> politics, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to guess where we'll be when, no. you're, when you're listening to this in two weeks. Who knows? Um. um so Charlotte, Prime yeah. Minister Dorries. <laughs> Prime Minister no. Patel. Um, <laughs> 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 no, no, we must not manifest. No. Um. So yeah. So Charlotte, she she overcomes her reticence of turning thirty six by having a makeover, which I am always like, do you know what? If getting a haircut makes you feel better, if buying an outfit makes you feel better, do it. God, life's too short. Yeah, totally. And yeah, like we said, she looks amazing. Um. Yeah. I loved the moment. My favourite moment of this episode, which I'm sure was yours as well, I did love when they, despite some, like, problematic ways of approaching it, I did love when they all, like, rallied around Miranda when the guy says that she has a fat ass. And just, I just loved Carrie's, like, slow, t- slowly turning around, like, excuse me. <laughs> um, that was really good. And then, you having triplets at the end. Yeah. But like you said, like, they dealt with it by um, Miranda saying that she's not usually that fat. And then they yeah. then made fun of the guy for being fat. So it's like not exactly really the way of handling it. But it was nice. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, in the moment, I don't know how you're supposed to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, sort of like what are they going to do? Sort of lecture him about body positivity? I, I mean, I just, God knows. You never um, know. It's it's hard to come up with stuff in the moment. I always cringe at when um I heard a guy calling someone like a a, a puff on the train platform. And I turned to him and I was like, you can't say that, it's 2012. <laughs> and then just after I'd said it, realised it was 2015. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And he was like, no it's not. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, oh, so cringe. <laughs> oh no, but that's so weird. I know. I Why? Think, I think it was because I was like, obviously anxious, because confront- I'm not a very confrontational person. And I thought, no, this time I'm going to do it. So I was like anxious and distracted and I just came out with the wrong year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just weird. I Deranged. I saw some people being homophobic on a tube platform the other day and it did. It took me by surprise. Again, mm. it was a group of straight men making fun of a poster of a male cabin crew member. Oh, right. Okay. Well, was it that virgin like, one where he's wearing like... It was the virgin it? one. Yeah, it yeah. was the virgin one. And it was just like, hey, is that your boyfriend? I was like... <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, it's it's a man on a poster. Yeah, like <laughs> Does, what? I, I don't understand. <laughs> Are men okay? No. No, no. It's the show. There we go. We've answered that one. There we go. Um, it's a lovely. Charlotte, it's fine. She's 36. It's going to be okay. Samantha and Richard should not have made out on the private jet in front of Charlotte because yeah. that's just bad manners. Just bad manners. Yeah. I would like, be mortified if two of my friends were <laughs> noisily pashing. Yeah, and like made her uncomfortable as well, like visibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, on her birthday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was, I was trying to think of like if I've ever been in like a situation like that, um, either me doing the Samantha or me being the Charlotte and... <laughs> Was was happy to find that I've never been like I've never done my, my friends haven't done that and neither have I. No, I'm I'm trying to think. Possibly when I was a lot younger and very drunk. Yeah, I certainly. Maybe. I must admit, and it is it's a terrible thing to do. I did used to abandon friends in nightclubs when I polled. Oh. I used to be like, "See ya, I've met someone bad, mm. bad form." Yeah, but I, you know, I was twenty three. 
I definitely did that in my early 20s as well, for sure. Yeah. Rude. Um, Poor manners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Samantha and Richard. Oh, good, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Don't. like, we were talking about this last week, weren't we? Like, just that storyline ran a few episodes too long, I think. Um, he yeah. Just, yeah. Not, not loving Richard, can't. And I remember even at the time, I was delighted to see the back of him. I thought he was gross. Yeah. So. Um, I loved Kim Cattrall's comedic acting going up the stairs in the... Um, oh, brilliant. In the Such thong. great physical humour with her <laughs> pearl thong. Um, listeners out there, cisgender women listeners, have we experience of a pearl thong? <laughs> I think that sounds desperately uncomfortable. Because it could... Like, yeah, I was thinking, like, it could be nice because the pearls are smooth and they could maybe, like, feel sensual. But then it might pinch bits of your skin. It might pinch you as well. I just don't know if I want anything going in my crevices, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, what? not for me. What about a candy one that's made out of the same as those candy necklaces? <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah. I mean, again, like how it says, maybe great for foreplay, but not so good for wearing. Yeah. Um, just I like big old pants, <laughs> like normal humans. <laughs> um, would you have kept the ring? She gives it back. Why is everybody in Sex and the City always giving back rings? Yeah, they love it, don't they? Um, I guess it's the symbolism. But yeah, I would keep, I'd just keep them. I would keep it. If he wanted me to keep it, I'd be like, sure, I'll keep it. And then I'll sell a it. A floating necklace would be to die, as <laughs> the jeweller the once told Charlotte. Oh, yeah, as I remember she cannibalised her engagement ring. I remember that. Um, but yeah, just keep it. Keep it and sell it if you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Why miss Wear out? it, it's a nice ring. Yeah, or wear it on a different finger, yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, th- thank God, that's over... Um, which just brings us to Miranda. Um, <laughs> I did feel for Steve worrying he's going to kill the baby, yeah. uh, which is my instinct usually when somebody hands me a baby. I'm just like, what if I kill it? You know, that's what it's really hard to come back from. And I liked Miranda saying, we're both afraid we're going to kill the baby. That's a given. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, he has to do it. Like, he's the father. He has to... Yes. He has to do it. Absolutely. He's not a babysitter. Christ. Yeah, yeah. no, that was... I, if I was a man, I would have been fuming. Oh, yeah. The fact that he can only look after the baby if Magda stuck around is quite depressing of itself as well. Yeah. Maybe it was just the first time. I think that was the problem. It was Steve's first time with Brady. Um, or alone with Brady, in any case. Yeah. But, um, although then it wasn't, because he had Magda. Um, but, yeah, now I'm sad. And obviously we'll continue Miranda's body storyline next week when she joins Weight Watchers. Oh, um, yeah. That's what's, that's just around the bend. The but yeah, not, not, a, not a lot for Miranda to do this time. Um, and I think Cynthia Nixon looks glorious in yeah. this season, actually, with her big hair and it's bright red. And yeah, she looks fab. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, next week we've got Rhiannon Styles coming on. I don't know if Rhiannon Styles has ever been to Weight Watchers, but I've certainly got some opinions about Weight Watchers. I've not been myself. I know many friends who have. Oh. And it's been a bit of a cult. So, but we'll get to, we'll get oh. to Weight Watchers next week. Interesting. Um, and we're very keen to hear from, actually, this is a heads up. Readers, please do get in touch. Listeners even. <laughs> do get in touch if you have experiences about Weight Watchers as well, and we'll try to discuss some as and when. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which would be really, really cool. But okay. let's answer Carrie's question before we go. Mostly because I'm just absolutely desperate for a pee, which is <laughs> different. I should have gone before we started the podcast. So let's answer Carrie's question. 
if the house always wins, why gamble? Um, so she's talking about dating, isn't she? And uh-huh. relationships. Um, because you learn. You learn from gambling. You learn from meeting new people. And you develop your, like, social and relationship skills by doing that. Okay. I think I have an even an even master syndrome, so, oh. which is, if you don't play, you can't win. There you go. Simple as that. And, and I'm not saying that to settle down in a monogamous relationship and get married is winning. I think mm. that's the that's the other thing as well, which mm. is you know I had a blast at my wedding and I really love being with Max. But there are so many wins in life. But I think you could also ask her question professionally as well, you know, quit like Beyonce says, quit your job. Um <laughs> I mean easy for her know, to say. <laughs> yeah, take risks. I think I mean I wonder if that's what Carrie is trying to get. That which which is you know, if you don't take risks, if you don't take chances, life will stagnate. And I think that's what we're seeing from Carrie in season five that her life is slightly stagnating. Totally. And of course, this will all come to a head in a couple of weeks when she can't get a date for her book launch. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's why we gamble because otherwise, nothing in your life is ever going to change. And sometimes you lose. And sometimes it feels like a win. And you can apply that to your love life or your professional life. Anything. Anything you care to mention. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I love next week. So from a bit of a dud this week, I really love next week. Like I said, we're being joined by Rhiannon Styles, the author and journalist. Um, as we discuss season five, episode four, Cover Girl. Yes. Um, which is... Full of moments, full of moments, and, and the publishing in- insights, and the inspiration for our cover artwork. Of course, for the yes, our good old cover artwork. Yes. yes. Um. So we will see you next week for more. Until then, don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.